Welcome to Nourish, Flourish, and Grind. I'm your host, Jeff Winkers, professional personal trainer with a passion for nutrition, psychology and mindset, and fitness. Wow, obesity and diabetes rates have increased 10%. To solve this, we need to nourish our bodies, flourish our mindset, and grind through hard work. Are you ready to nourish, flourish, and grind to better health and happiness? Welcome, everybody. It is Jeff Winkers. We are back for another episode of Nourish, Flourish, and Grind. I want to take a a second here before we get rolling, and I want to thank everybody for for all the the support and for for listening and um, for for just you know being open to to learning some more and and being open to hearing from me um, on these things and and just like I said, you guys. Everybody who's listened and anybody who listens in the future who's listening to this now, I just want to thank you all for, for listening and for for continuing to be interested in, in making your lives better and, and being healthier. Again, that is my goal is to help you guys out and help you be better in your lives and be healthier and be the best individuals that you can be. So I just wanted to, to start that off. I, I've been very, very blessed and I've been very uh, um, just overwhelmed with the, the amount of uh, support that this has been given and, and all the all the love. So I thank you guys and I, and I appreciate each and every one of you that listens. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. So today I want to go into a little bit more of the fitness realm. And it's something that I am very, very passionate about. Obviously, I'm a personal trainer, and that is my number one thing that I do is obviously I train I train individuals. I know exercise as much as I can do. I'm always learning more. I'm trying to understand more. I'm trying to know the best strategies and, and techniques to help people achieve the goals that they want, whatever that might be. And that could be a combination of, you know, whether it's losing weight or losing body fat or losing inches or fitting into that swimsuit or the new jeans that you got, or maybe you want to get stronger, you want to be able to lift more, you want to be more productive at work, you want to perform better in your race, you have a competition coming up, whatever it is, that is my passion and I love learning more about it, just like I love learning about nutrition and, and mindset and the psychology of exercise and health. I also, like, this is something that I really, really enjoy. And today, I in this week, I want to really get into an underestimated and an underappreciated aspect of training and of physical fitness that we do not often do enough of, and that is recovery. Um, and so I, even in my position, and, you know, I work in burn boot camps, uh, and I, I get the opportunity to train amazing women each and every day that are just go-getters that just want to grind and they believe and they, they are willing to put in the work and it doesn't matter what it is. And I find that it is easy to overlook the importance of taking time for yourself and recovering. And so what is recovery? And this is where we are going to go into a little more depth into recovery and really get specific because recovery really is the ability to meet and ultimately exceed your expectations. So you've got to be able to let your body adapt to the changes that you're creating in your body. So it is important to overload your body. 
overload and and push to the point where you are like, oh my gosh, I cannot do another rep. And I call it failure. It is important to the go to go to the point of failure. There is nothing wrong with that, and that is absolutely necessary to get to the next level. But what we have to avoid is overtraining. And now, if you talk to um, professionals all across the fitness spectrum, uh, there's great controversy on in terms of is overtraining a real thing or is it under recovery. I am more of the latter. I believe it is under recovery. I don't think that it is overtraining. I don't call it overtraining. I just think you not we do not recover enough. Um, we don't we don't put into account the importance of taking time to recover. Um, but if we don't and we do do this thing called overtraining, which I have seen as much as I've tried to uh, prevent it, um, I cannot control one's actions either. Um, I have seen individuals overtrained and I've seen what happens to them. And at some point, if you do overtrain and you not fix your body, you are going to see uh, a decline in your performance. And really that comes down to with overtraining or under recovery, as I say, you're going to get a buildup of cortisol. You're building up uh, inflammation in your body, um, which is going to cause breakdown um, in your muscles, in your tissues. It's going to decrease performance. And the longer you wait to fix it and to give your body a chance to heal itself and recover, the harder and longer it's going to take to get out of it. And there are some instances where people don't get back to their peak because they net, they they waited too long. It was too late. Now, I don't want to scare you. That is not the aim of this. The aim is to make you aware of the importance to to recover. And now recovery does not mean do absolutely nothing and slack off. Okay? But it's important to note that your adaptations, your improvements, your changes in your body happen after exercise it doesn't happen during and so that is why that's that's going to be an important thing i want you guys to remember is that again improvements have to happen after exercise improvement happens after exercise i'm going to say it over and over again it does not occur during exercise now you need exercise in order for those improvements to happen but they don't occur during that exercise. They occur after when your body is healing itself, recovering itself. That is where the changes happen in your body, whether it is in your physical performance or whether it is in achieving your, your weight loss goals or your strength goals or your, your um, physique goals, whatever that might be. So again, I want to be careful with that um, in terms of what you think it means and how the importance of it. So um, I, I know what you're thinking and I know how it is because you get into a routine of exercise and even taking like a day for some individuals off of exercise feels wrong and you feel guilt and you feel like you are letting yourself down and that you are not taking the next step forward, that you're going to decline. And how, you know, while that is in a way, it can happen. So yes, it can happen. You can almost go too far with it, but it takes a lot. And, and a lot of studies show that 
skipping workouts for a few days or even a week really isn't going to do a whole lot. It's not going to affect you. And, and in fact, your body most likely needs it, especially for people who are that are doing it regularly and have a, a very moderate to, you know, high level of conditioning. Um, you know, somebody who works out four to six times a week, well, that week off is an opportunity for you to take a break and not only refresh your body, but even refresh your mind. And now when it comes to aerobic exercise, so cardio in other terms, um, if you take more than two weeks off, you're going to see a noticeable disc decline. Um, but even that can be, um, again, it doesn't mean you're not going to get it back. You're just going to see a decline where you're going to have to come back quite as, you know, uh, and work back to it. Now, when it comes to strength training, um, it isn't as noticeable. Detraining doesn't happen as, as noticeably. Now, again, prolonged time is going to make it more likely. And then, you know, this is a, kind of a caveat is, you know, the fitter you are. So the more active you are, the sooner you probably notice the signs of detraining because your body's gotten used to it. It's been used to being pushed. But that doesn't mean it's going to, but the less likely you're going to de- decline back to where you started is the key. So you're going to notice signs of detraining and lowering your, your ability, but it's not going to go back to where you started. So that's the cool thing. So it's kind of like a, a give and take thing there, but the, the take is so much better. So yeah, you might have to start over again and hopefully you don't do that. Um, and I shouldn't say start over again. Yeah. You might have to reset and get right back on, but you're not going to have to start where you originally started but again that is also not the goal is for you to take so much time off or to uh, over recover to the point where you have to really work back at it so um why is it important for us to to have recovery to to take recovery um it's important to know that your body the high intensity especially any exercise that is higher intensity causes an inflammatory response. Uh, it, and the, the purpose of that is your body's uh, protective uh, nature to aid in recovery. And so when you do too much without recovery, it works against you. And you're going to see declines in your immune system. You will see excessive breakdown of muscle and of, of the tissues and connective tissues, uh, depleted uh, central nervous system, and this is something that is very deep and very sciency. But that is a big part of it when your brain and your central nervous system, with your your brain and your spinal column and your spinal cord, are uh, when you've depleted it, and it's to the point where you're not going to have effective communication between your brain and your muscles, and then you get increased injury risk, and that is a big, 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 big concern when it comes to under recovery, as I like to call it, and some call it overtraining, is that your injury risk skyrockets um, because your body is not, what you're breaking down is not being replaced and rebuilt fast enough. So your body isn't going to be able to hold itself up. And so, and then, you know, another little, little note is think about the immune system. Now, it is great, and it can help strengthen your immune system, but at the same time, if you do too much, it will break your immune system down to where you're getting sick. You're more uh, susceptible to being affected by germs um, and and bacteria to the point where then you're going to be spending more days out of the gym instead of inside the gym getting to those gains. So you're, you're losing. Even though you think you're gaining, you're losing in that. And so... Uh, 
it's one of those things. It is a mind game. And I understand that I've been there. I, I still am there when I take my recovery week or my, and I, and I'll go into a few more ways on how to recover, um, best practices, but I still feel guilty when I'm not giving my all my 100%, um, to, to achieve my goals. Uh, in the, you know, I have goals and I know what it's like to, to have that mindset. It's like, it's like an addiction in a way in that you are, you almost have withdrawals from it if you are not if you're not there you're not doing it but at the same time if you take too much time off you will get, it's harder to get back into that mindset um and that desire but when you're in it it is addictive and it feels good but you this is the exciting part guys this is what i love about recovery weeks or recovery days is because your body's going to feel so good and you're going to be like so like just jittery and amped up and ready to go because you know you just you took a week and you're like oh I'm gonna make up for all this you're gonna come back into the gym and you're gonna be busting it out whoa you're gonna be busting it out guys you're gonna come in with a whole new energy you're gonna come in with a whole new um, mindset and just appreciation for it but the 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 excitement is gonna come in it's weird to think about but you're gonna come in and just be ready to just bust that workout up and make it your you know what and that is that is what but that all happens because you've refreshed your mind and you've refreshed your body that is why it happens is because you've given everything a chance to recover and it is now your body then is telling you i am ready let's freaking go baby let's get it that is what it's telling you and that is why it's important and that is why you got to learn to love it it's just like that burn that burn of, of an exercise that just it burns so good. But you know at the end of it, you can't wait and you're excited. And it, you are so happy that you did it and you crush it. And that feeling is so good. It's the same way with the recovery week. It takes that discipline. It takes that understanding that you are doing good for yourself. That you're not hurting yourself. And you, again, when I talk about in, in my first episode with reframing, reframe the way you look at your recovery. It is not a detriment. You're not losing if you do it right you are not losing you're only making yourself stronger you're preparing your body to go to the next level and i hate the term uh, plateaus the plateau is is really it is non-existent it is just waiting it is an opportunity for you to do the right thing to change it up and to take it up a notch when you've refreshed and reset and recovered your muscles and they're it is just more and more research and more and more uh, information coming out about how that is so powerful for the body. So you, we're going to get into ways that you re, you can recover, and I have some really you know easy ways. Um, and you're going to notice that when I say recovery and to take time to let yourself rest up, that does not mean lounge on the couch for a week or a day and do absolutely nothing. No. Do not even think about it. Do not put yourself in that. It is not doing nothing. So there are, you can do it a couple different ways. You can do rest days or rest weeks. All right. Now, there are many things that you can still do on a rest day or rest week, depending on what your current fitness uh, regimen is. So um, for me, where we, we are doing a lot of cross training and a lot of boot camp style stuff, um, here at Burn Boot Camp, or whether you're doing, you know, spin or you're doing heavy weight training, uh, a rest day or rest week 
could include doing some yoga and some Pilates and focusing on just re- and stretching the body and going through poses of yoga or going to a yoga class uh, for, for a week and, and just kind of feeling out your body and, and just being one with your body. And, or it could be light jogging. If, even if you're a runner, uh, instead of going for a run, go for a very light jog or go for a walk. Don't go as far. Um, go in and just move and, and, and keep active. And I would say yoga is the best, one of the best ways to, to take advantage of a rest week is to go do some yoga um, and, or go take a light walk or, or a jog. Go walk your dog every single day a lot longer than what maybe what you normally would. But again, a rest day or rest week is not doing nothing. It is, you do need to be active. You need, it's called active recovery. If you do nothing, you're not getting optimal blood flow around. You're not getting a vital nutrients uh, that your body needs uh, and your muscles and your cells need to recover properly and quickly. You're, you're actually doing harm. And I, and I see this in individuals who come into uh, my gym for the first time. And I'll never forget uh, when we first opened our doors of my gym, uh, the amount of soreness and just people just burnt up. And you have people thinking, oh, my gosh, there's no way I can move. Well, the way we program in our gym is that we will never work the same muscle group back to back. So the next day, even though we busted your legs up on Monday, on Tuesday, we're either going to do upper body or we're going to do some sort of cardio, most likely a cardio or an athletic conditioning or an agility, speed agility, or apply, uh, not apply, that would not work out. But we would do something that is, uh, that is optimizing blood flow and that is not working, that immediate and that direct area. The worst thing you can do, especially for those of you who are just starting out and getting into exercise and becoming more in, uh, into the exercise routine, for one, don't give up. It's going to be hard. You are going to be sore. That is a good thing. Soreness is a good thing. It means that you've broken down muscles. And in order for your muscles to build and for your order, in order for your endurance to build, you have to break down muscle. You have to tear muscle. Micro tears, not big tears. Okay. You have to you have to tear them up so your body can rebuild them stronger. And you can build ones that are gonna give you more power that are going to give you more endurance, whatever it is that your goal is. And so you, what, you, what I would see is people saying, I'm not coming in the next day, and then that's, that's all fine. If you feel that you need to take a day, that's one thing. But if you're taking a day and you're not doing anything and you have a desk job and you're sitting at work and you're not doing anything, and then you're co- and you come back on the day after and you're like, oh, my God, I'm worse. Oh, my gosh, what happened to me? Oh, my gosh, I must, I must be hurt. You're not hurt. You need to move. You need to get back into it. You need to do something. Do not sit still after heavy exercise. Do not assume that you're hurt um, unless it is something like if you think that, then you need to go get checked. But most likely it is when it comes to muscles and you're sore in your muscles and your quads and your butt and your, and your bicep and your upper back and your chest, it is most likely just really heavy soreness and the longer you wait to move it the harder it is and the longer it's going to take to work it out and then you've lost a week because each day it's getting worse until it finally gets better but you can speed it up by moving by getting out being active coming to the gym even if it's just moving around not going as high intensity other ways that you can do this guys um and other ways that you can that you can aid your recovery is Again, a controversy. I am a big believer of chiropractic care. 
Um, I will have chiropractors on my on my podcast. You will you will be introduced to some awesome uh, chiros uh, in my podcast in the future. And I like I said, I know there's a lot of differing beliefs in chiropractic care, but I am a firm believer because again, I mentioned the importance of keeping your central nervous system intact and refreshed and and lined up. You need to keep your spinal alignment and your your alignment of your body. Because if you're the central nervous system, your spinal cord, your brain, if it is not able to effectively communicate with the peripheral, uh, the peripheral body, it is not gonna, you're not going to have as fast a recovery. Your body, there's not efficient communication. So how is your, your brain going to know to help you when it is the master and it is telling you in your muscles and your body what needs to be repaired and when and how and what and what hormones and what nutrients need to be delivered that is why i am a firm believer that you stay up with your chiropractic care because if you're coming to the gym and you're working out um and you're putting load on and maybe you 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 letting your your form fall every once in a while nobody's perfect um you know even as a trainer i know there's times where i know i felt my i i was so into it i felt my my form slack off now that doesn't mean it was terrible it just means i know it wasn't optimal and when you do that you're gonna you're gonna end up misaligning your body a little bit if you can keep your your alignment it's going to help with that free flow of of spinal fluid it's going to keep the communication going and you're going to have a better recovery and i will have somebody who is more qualified on that come in and talk to you guys about that in the future on how that can help you um a lot of the myths behind it but um, and I know the big thing is people don't want to get their neck cracked, and that's fine. I shouldn't say cracked. Don't want to get their neck adjusted, and that is fine. That is a personal preference, and don't do it then. If you ask a chiropractor not to do it, they will not do it. So just talk to them. Tell them, I just want my spine adjusted. That's all they got to do. They can stay away from your C1 and C2, C3. They can stay away from it. Tell them, okay? Talk to them. And then on top of that, you can also massage therapy. And massage therapy does not mean that you go and you have to necessarily go to a massage therapist. Now, I would recommend it. Uh, you're going to, again, get a lot of the, the – you're going to just aid your body. What, what massage therapy is is a way to aid your body in moving blood flow and moving things out of muscles and cells. That is what massage therapy is doing. It is, it is an aid. It is a way to improve it and to increase it and to speed up the process of muscle recovery and so massage therapy can work really well and by the way it is a great way to get a massage who doesn't want a massage come on come on if you don't want a massage if your significant other gets you a massage and you don't want it i will take it direct message me i will be there as long as it's not too far away from where i live i'll go get it for you but you really should take it yourself but it's a great way to tell your your significant other hey i'm gonna go get a massage i need to for recovery and it is worth your money. I'm telling you, it's worth your money. It's going to help you be healthier. And it's going to help you stay in the gym. It's going to help you recover faster. And it's going to be, your, and you're just going to feel better. It's going to relieve stress. It's going to do a lot of things, mentally, physically. But it can go beyond just going and seeing that person. You can go and get a foam roller. Foam rolling is a very cheap thing. That you, all you got to do is go to your, I mean, heck, a Walmart has a foam roller. Go to one of those or a Dick's Sporting Goods or Shields or wherever you have. I'm sure they have a foam roller. Go buy a foam roller. It is a cheap investment that you will have for a long, long time. And you can do it at your house. You can do it whenever you want. 
And it's a great way. Again, it's it's basically like massage, just not as pinpointed. Not somebody else isn't doing it, but you're still moving. You're putting pressure on spots. You're getting blood flow out, and you're increasing blood flow back in. So you're increasing intracellular blood flow um, and improving extracellular release. So that way, you guys are getting the toxins and the the buildup out, and you're improving, bringing fresh nutrients and oxygen back into those muscles again that's just going to make recovery speed up so that is one way another easy way is a lacrosse ball that is my favorite um, thing to use when it comes to pinpointing certain sore muscles or knots uh, a lacrosse ball it's a little more solid but it, and it has a better grip on your skin so it doesn't like slide it more it rolls and if you can use a tennis ball i just know on my skin a tennis ball slides it doesn't roll on my skin and then you can get a hand massage stick uh, or a hand rolling stick uh, that works really, really well that you can pinpoint and roll yourself out with that as well. Now, the last way that I am going to talk about when it comes to recovery. Now, there are many other ways food, the way you eat is going to all impact recovery. But when it comes to things that you're not ingesting, the last one that I want to talk about is deloading. Because I think it applies to anybody, and this is the best way for those people that don't want to stay away from the gym to recover um, without having to avoid the gym and be out of the gym. And so what is deloading? And there's a lot of different uh, names to it uh, in terms of what deloading is considered or what you call it. They call it taper, unload, back off. Uh, Heck, it's even called rest in some things. But... Um, whatever you want to call it, it's, it's not usually a fun week, but it's better than for those of you that struggle with taking days where you're just not even coming to the gym, where you maybe go and doing yoga or you're going for a walk, um, or going for a jog. This is the best way. You're not only going to grow, but you're going to get stronger quicker and, and you're going to see progress. So again, remember progress and improvement doesn't happen in the gym. It happens after the gym, after exercise. So it's a good thing to plan this. And talk to your trainer, especially if you're doing like group classes um, or if you have a personal trainer, ask him or her if they do deloading. And when was the last thing you did that? Um, Now, typically, a lot of programs, they talk about doing six weeks. You train as hard as you can. You get to the point where you overload and then you get a week or so that you do what's called a deload week. And now... It is not a time to slack off, just like taking rest weeks or days and not a time to do nothing, all right? You don't go and eat a bunch of potato chips and sit at home and drink soda for that week. You do not do that. It is a time for you, like I said, to psych yourself up at the gym um, and just, uh, or it's not a time to psych yourself up, sorry. It's a time for you to get under control. It's a love-hate relationship, but you have to do it. If you want to make gains, if you want to be successful long-term, your body needs to, you, you need to learn to appreciate that break. And so what is deloading? Deloading really is you're going to take, during that week, you're going to go, especially on lifting days and strength training days, this is where it really applies, where you are going to go what I like to call like 80% of your training max. You're not going to do as much weight or, or reps. You're going to take things slow. You're going to go a little lighter in the intensity and resistance instead of going like, crazy hard heavy 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 all over the place you're going to lift lighter you're going to go just a little less intensity um, in terms of even if you're doing like a plyo day or a a cardio athletic conditioning day you're just going to take it down a notch and this is where it takes discipline it takes a lot of discipline because you've got to be able to 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 know yourself and be able to to adjust with that 
So, and really, another way to do it is is what they call an RPE, a rate of perceived exertion um, scale. And so, if you think like, you know, using that, like if a zero out of ten, you, zero means you're doing absolutely nothing at all. Ten refers you're going all out, again, maxing it out. On on those active um, deloading days, you know, aim for like a six seven on that scale of one of zero to ten. Your your breathing should still be harder than normal, but you shouldn't be out of breath. Um, and whether it doesn't matter whether you're lifting weights or you're running or you are um, doing cardio indoor work, you're doing high intensity interval training, burst training, you are going a little less. This is not the week to do two a days. Um, you still are getting sweat. You're still working. You're still burning calories. But again, this deload week is something that has seen a lot of benefits um, in terms of, again, it is a way to self-motivate you. That way, when you come into the gym the next week, you're going to be a lot more hungrier. You're going to be ready to just freaking go. And so really, the the benefits are just, you're going to get recovery. You're going to aid in, in getting that muscle repair, and you're going to allow your body to catch up to you with all that. If you are going, when you're training nonstop, going high intensity, as much as we want our, we, we know our bodies are amazing uh, and we think that it's going to catch up and keep up with us, it's not. It needs that time to where you just take it, step back. And I challenge you to just do it and I promise that you will see a difference. I promise. You come back the next week and you are going to feel a, a whole lot different. You're going to feel stronger. You're going to feel better. You're going to feel ready to go. Okay, I promise you, you will increase your strength, your ability, your endurance, your power output. It will happen if you do it properly. And that's why it's super important to talk to your trainer. But if you're on your own, again, just use that RPE. Are you at a 6 or 7? Are you at a 9, 10? Are you at an 8, 9 even? All right, try to get in that 5, 6, 7 range when you're doing this, this deload week. It's going to help you recover faster. It's going to help you still stay in the gym. But, again, you're getting vital nutrients back in. You're allowing muscle fibers to re- repair. You're allowing your body to adapt and catch up. So that way then when you get into the gym the next week, you're ready to crank it out. Your body is ready. It knows what it needs. And so, like, if you've been struggling on pull-ups and you're stuck at one, and you've been stuck there, and you keep grinding, you keep doing negative pull-ups, you keep doing resistance band pull-ups, nothing's changing, take a week where you go a little lighter, where you maybe go up a band, like a band resistance, so that way you're not going as heavy. And watch what happens the next week. I bet you, you get one more rep. I bet. I will I will bet you. If you do it right, you will get one more rep. Okay? Or whether it's weights, you will go uh, 5 pounds heavier, 10 pounds heavier. Give it a shot. Unless you're doing one max, uh, one rep maxes where you're getting really heavy, you're getting into 300-pound ranges, 200-pound ranges, you know, then it might be a matter of five pounds or two and a half pounds. But I'm betting you, you will see an increase, especially when it comes to any of those things. So I hope you guys can take this and, and know that taking a week to let your body catch up and rest and recover is going to benefit you greatly. It's not going to hurt you. It's not going to harm you. It's only going to make you stronger. It's going to help you take your fitness and your physical ability and your strength to the next level, which who don't want that? Who don't want that? We all do. That's why you're listening to this. That's why you go to the gym. It's because you want to exceed what you think is possible. All right. So take that guys. If you have any questions, direct message me on Instagram at Jeff Winkers. 
and uh, and keep uh, keep hitting the subscribe button. And if you haven't rated or reviewed this, please do that on wherever you're listening to this podcast. Again, I appreciate your time. Make sure, again, if you have any questions, again, hit me up. I'll say it again. And I want to leave you with this. Remember, improvement and gains do not happen during exercise. They happen after exercise. So take know where you've been, how long has it been since you've taken a little time to take the, take the training intensity down a notch um, and see maybe, maybe you're due for some recovery. And, again, it is not a time of doing nothing. It just means that you're going to just let your body catch up by doing a little less intensity, um, whatever you're doing, whether that's rest days or weeks using yoga or light jogs, chiropractic care, massage therapy, or if you want to take my favorite thing, which is deloading that is very unappreciated and not enough of us know what it is. So have a great day, guys. Have a great week. Get ready to rock it out. And again, if you have any questions, hit me up again at Jeff Winkers. You guys are awesome. I love you guys. Keep nourishing, flourishing, and grinding out there. I'll see you guys next week.